Welcome to today's online message from Long Eaton Oasis Christian Centre. We are a church at the heart of the community, with a heart for the community. We're so glad that you've joined us. We hope that you'll be inspired and encouraged today. Please don't hesitate to contact us. If you want to find out more, you can visit our website, www.longeatonoasis.co.uk, or you can direct messages. Well, hello. Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. It's great to be with you as we meet here online and uh, we're also meeting in person at Oasis Christian Centre in Derby Road as well. And uh, at this message that I'm sharing today, we're, we're going to be responding to as we stand in person as a church as well and pray for one another in response to what I want to share today. We're concluding a series that we've been sharing together called Serve. And this morning I want to speak about responding to God's call and uh, it's entitled Who Will Go? And it's based on Isaiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 8 and it's responding to God's call to serve him. And as we come to this conclusion, we're going to be praying together and commissioning and releasing and opening our hearts to the power of his spirit. Isaiah 6 verses 1 to 8 reads like this. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorpost and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. This is what Isaiah says. I am ruined for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with uh, tongs from the altar with it he touched my mouth and said see this has touched your lips your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for then I heard a voice of the Lord saying whom shall I send and who will go for us and I said here I am send me the context of uh, that account is the prophet Isaiah and he's in the temple. It's the year that King Uzziah, the, the king of, the, of Judah, uh, uh, died. And um, the context is that the northern kingdom had fallen and uh, Israel was in a mess really. It had divided into the north and the southern kingdoms and, and Jerusalem and Judah was the, the, southern, the southern part of the kingdom and Samaria, the north, and the majority of Israelite tribes were, get, were related in the north and, and the tribe of Judah generally in, in, in the south. And uh, God's people had gone their own way and started to do their own thing and, and go on, follow other religions and just live their own lives for themselves really. And, and Israel uh, had been taken into captivity and, and at this point, Point, um, the southern kingdom and Jerusalem and Judah it's faced really the same fate that the same thing is about to happen and uh, the prophet Isaiah is going to speak into the heart of the nation and uh, what, what happened is the people in the south had took God for granted really just like in the north and they drifted away from him they started to do their own thing took him for granted became apathetic uh, mixed their faith with other things 
and other religions even and got, got mixed up with a lot of stuff in their lives and they basically believed that Jerusalem would never fall it was God's city they were God's people and that would be that but uh, they were safe forever but that wasn't the case and uh, God was looking for someone in the midst of the morass and all the trouble uh, the apathy uh, to serve him and he's looking out and, and he speaks out and uh, it's on the back of that to serve him and speak into the heart and life of the nation and Isaiah happened to be that one to serve and um, so from from this we're going to share in the next few moments just in the short time that we have together three things that come together in this uh, this reading that I've shared this morning this account of Isaiah encountering and seeing God in the temple three things that come together to help us to respond to God's call to serve him and with that we're going to pray together and and uh, as we meet also uh, in person we're going to pray uh, over and for one another uh, for the presence and power of the Holy Spirit and three things are this contemplation conviction and commission these three aspects that, that come to my mind as I read this account and they jumped up the page to me and I just want to share these three these three areas when they come together it, it, it causes us to be released in service and we want to be a people that serve God for his glory and his kingdom the first one is contemplation Isaiah says I saw the Lord I was in the temple and I saw the Lord high and lifted up he had a vision he saw him he came into the presence of God and, and met with God and saw God and a vision of God it was an incredible vision of God it left him speechless but he said I saw the Lord high and lifted up you know Psalm um, 46 verse 10 reads be still and know that I am God there, there comes a point and a place in our lives where we need to we need to know God and uh, we live such fast paced run around lives do our thing do this do that Isaiah took a time aside to seek and to be with God and it was at that point that he saw him that's really interesting to contemplate means to take time out to be with God to spend time with God just to be with him for a moment for a moment and I've been speaking about moment upon moment upon moment you know what puts us off when we speak about contemplation we need to meet with God know God think about God meditate just be with God just to feel and be with him take time out when we say that we, people think oh immediately I've got hour upon hour upon hour maybe you do have hours many of us don't but I've been speaking about just even a moment just take a moment and if we do that and have a rhythm of moments of taking time this is the importance and the psalmist in Psalm 46 10 says be still and know that I am God interesting now came across um, a quote from Martin Smith the leader of De the band delirious uh, delirious were an amazing Christian contemporary um, group and uh, they stunned the world and uh, with uh, the glory of God really and they were frenetic in their pace and life and um, amazing and um, Martin Smith says this it's quite interesting about giving God space he says space is as important as content and silence as important as singing that's pretty that's wow that's something coming from Martin Smith he's quite a worship leader um, our music and art should be filled with more beauty more grace and definitely more space in the layer beneath the text God speaks to us in the silence we hear God's heartbeat and so we need to give him space we need to give it's a, I love I really love this you know we're frenetic we run around we've got so much to do but we've got to give time out you know take time out as it were and give God space 
and a moment and as the psalmist says when we give him space it's in the space that God speaks you know and um, a moment of silence gives God space you know, we're running around, we're doing this, we're doing that. And, and, and if, if we're in a prayer gathering, we say, let's just take a moment to just be silent for a moment. We all get a bit twitchy after a little while and, and we start to pray for this and pray for that. We should, of course we should pray. and We ask God, we call upon God, we love God. But just take a moment. The early Quakers were called Quakers because those early Christians found the art of giving God space in silence. And the Holy Spirit moved amongst them. And they, came into the presence of God and it was such a point that it caused a sense of conviction and they shook. That's why they were called Quakers. They understood the art of space in those early days, talking about a few hundred years ago, those early believers. And um, silence gives God space and in the space God speaks. And Isaiah gave God a moment. There was a moment for him to hear God and see God. And so for you and I, we contemplation. And for you, I don't know what it is today, but maybe we're rushing around and we're not just giving him enough space. We don't give God enough space. I think the Western church doesn't give God enough space as an individual Christian. And moment by, so build a rhythm of moments, a rhythm of space, even if it's just, you know, each day, you know, it, it's 10 minutes in that day, but give him some quality space, just to be silent and to hear God to be with him, to see him, you'll be amazed at what you'll hear and what we'll see. But not only that, when we give God space, when we contemplate, then that we come to a place of conviction. And we see this with Isaiah. He says, woe to me, I'm a man of unclean lips. That's, 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 you think, well, surely, you know, you know being in God's presence it, it's wonderful. And it is wonderful. And, and giving God space is an amazing experience. And it probably will at many times but also um, God's countenance brings conviction I find and we see this with Isaiah when I come amongst them in the presence of God he he purifies my heart um, the countenance the face of God brings conviction of heart if we're truly in the presence of God if we truly see the countenance of God a sense of conviction comes to our heart why because the presence of God purifies a purifying effect on me who God is why because God is God he's pure brilliance he's pure beauty pure love pure holiness pure grace and when i come into the presence of such purity it shows up me for who i am but in a beautiful way because god loves you and god loves me the brilliance of god reveals the barrenness of self this is what i find about me you know i'm just uh, Andrew and I, Pastor Andrew and I, have just come back from an ELS Leadership Summit and, you know, over a thousand people in worship together. It was amazing, awesome, wonderful, fantastic. And in the midst of some thousands of people in incredible worship, encountered the presence of God and God speaking to me about my own heart. It was really great, wonderful, powerful, challenging, glorious. And I came across a sense of conviction for me. And there's things in my own life. And um, conviction gives way to a cry. We see this, you know, but the brilliance of God reveals the barrenness of self, not to beat us up, but to say, Lord, you know, I'm unclean. <laughs> well, I give my life to you. Now, when you do that, God is a wonderful God. He's a loving father. He's a good, good father who pursues you with mercy, pursues you with love. When we come like this, I'm saying, 
when we come like this and this conviction that comes this this re realization of the barrenness of who i am in myself and what i do and and the things the stuff i do and get up to in myself it's nothing without god and i'm nothing and no one without god this comes to me with sense of conviction and the conviction then gives way to cry contemplation brings conviction presence of god purifies my heart and there comes a cry and he cries oh woe to me oh lord i need you this is what he's basically saying there comes a cry i need you lord i just need you god and for many of us we're not at that place of the cry for many of us perhaps we're not at that place where i do need you lord because i know that i'm not enough in myself it's not that i just need you because i need you to help me i'm not enough in who i am i need you father and this is the cry now with the cry there comes the commission and this is the final thing that i'd like to say as we look at this together contemplation leads to conviction and a cry and then there comes the commission and all together these three aspects is a process a place uh, as we take these steps together these all come together and it leads to the releasing in the power of the spirit to serve the living god and i'm then ready and fit and right that I can serve God and uh, comes a commission it says that the the the, the angel it touched took took a coal off the altar and uh, in the tongs and touched Isaiah's lips he said I'm a man of unclean lips and he touched him and says you're, you're cleaned you're healed and you're empowered and, and you're released and then and then he comes on to say send me now send me now there comes this commissioning empowering uh, refining healing of the power of the Holy Spirit as he touches him and um, what we see here is that Isaiah received unction to function as, as one uh, old-time Pentecostal uh, preacher and pastor said he received unction to function and you and I need a sense of unction so that we can function we can serve we can serve God serve those around us with love and joy and power and peace and energy and come back again and again and again and again and we need that unction I need that unction and you need that unction he received an uh, a touch of this the fire of god you know the holy spirit lights a fire in our soul today in the new testament jesus said i'll not leave you alone i sent the holy spirit to be with you and in you on the day of pentecost the church was empowered with tongues of like, like tongues of fire and the, the, the father lit a fire in the heart and soul of those believers and to you and i today he lights a fire in your heart and mind and soul and life by the power the healing of the, he's a holy spirit so he's, there's a, a healing purifying life-changing empowering uh, refining releasing spirit of hope uh, presence and fire for your life and my life and you know you and i we need the holy spirit to to light a fire deep down deep deep in my soul you know jesus died rose again since this and as we trust him so too we die and rise again with forgiveness and healing and power and uh, he's calling you know you and i today to give our hearts and lives to him and so as as we come let's take time to contemplate I don't know about you, I don't know how you can do this, but I, I, I know for myself, there's, I'm trying to build a rhythm of moments of giving God space. And a space just to be silent, uh, to sit, or to be, to walk. I don't know where you might want to go out in the country somewhere, I don't know what you want to do, but build a rhythm of, of, of moments 
uh, and don't be put off by how uh, you know it has to be hours and hours if you've got hours great but it might be just you know I don't know 15 minutes in that day or 20 minutes in that day or I don't know what it was that morning or that evening or that afternoon or that dinner time but give God a space give God space and as you begin to give God space and you practice a rhythm you come again and again and again and again you'll see him you'll hear him you'll know him it's amazing and this is exactly what happened to Isaiah and a sense of then what will happen in your heart and my heart there'll be a growing conviction I can't do this without you God I need you oh I'm barren without you you know so many of us think we were just okay we're so good just like the Israelites did in Judah you know this will be forever and uh, we just carry on the same but we need a radical reformation a renewal a lighting of a fire in our hearts and soul and then comes his commission as he touches with that upon that conviction with a hot coal and the fire and stir a fire in my soul holy spirit father god stir a fire in my soul come and touch our hearts and our lives today father we pray in the name of jesus that we might go for you and serve you and so we can say here am i lord send me send me that he might send you and that we might serve him with all our heart, mind and soul, in Jesus' name. God bless you.